Hello, Bela here, and welcome to one of our mini podcasts where Mike and I discuss a topic of general interest. Hi, Bela. Great to be here with you. Today's topic is testing the market early. Let me tell you a quick two-minute story. Um, back around 2000, I founded an e-learning startup uh, with some friends based out of Chicago. And we built a really cool online platform that was kind of way ahead of its time that allowed learners to customize the tools that they wanted. They could um, choose video or just audio. They could look at transcripts. They could take notes. They could have subtitles in different languages. Uh, and then we filmed a bunch of interviews with executives and broke them down into little segments and coded them and had this really cool e-learning product, you know, in 1999. Um, and then we went out. Um, oh, well, I guess I should start in the beginning, too. We did a business plan. We pitched investors. We raised, I think, three quarters of a million dollars. Um, and um, and we then we went through this whole process. We built it. And then when it was time to go out and sell it, we failed. The IT infrastructures weren't set up. There was not enough bandwidth. There were, remember, all these firewalls. So we had all kinds of trouble getting it to work. Um, well for the customers that were interested in it. And most customers weren't really interested yet. They're like, no, I've got a training department. We've got classrooms. We This is how we train. Um, so it, it, it totally failed. And we burned through all the money and, and shut down um, things fairly early. Um, this was frustrating, right? Because we thought we had a good idea and investors agreed and it, it didn't work. What did we learn from this? We should have prototyped early. We should have had one of these learning tools. We should have tried it with very basic functionality and tested it with real customers. And if we have done that, we would have saved all kinds of money and all kinds of time because we would have seen that A, the technology wasn't ready and B, that the buyers weren't ready. Um, so we would have known exactly what the, the technical and the, and the customer value limits were. But at the time, this was the traditional way. You write a business plan, you get funding, you build your product, you sell your product, and if it succeeds, off you go. And if it fails, you you fail. Um, so this got me thinking, Bela, is the high failure rate just part of the nature of entrepreneurship or is it because the process of starting a business might be flawed? What do you think? Well, I think uh, there are certainly many uh, potholes along the way of starting a business. So the more potholes you can avoid, the higher probability of success. But, you know, just as it took Edison over a thousand uh, different filaments to figure out how to make the light bulb because it was research, I always think about starting a business or an entrepreneurial endeavor as sort of business research. It's, it's, I'm not trying to invent a new material, or maybe in the case of this business, you are. Um, but it's, it, you're, you're doing something that hasn't been done before. So there's just inherent risk that uh, you're not going to get it exactly right. And I'll tell you, uh, in, in the first company I was co one of the co-founders of, a company called Nova Robotics, this notion of early customer engagement uh, was a lesson I learned there uh, the hard way. Uh, so I was the chief engineer there at that company, and uh, it took us about a year and a half to design our product. And we, too, raised venture capital. We had a business plan. Uh, we raised $3 million from the first venture capital firm we spoke to. And uh, we put that money in the bank and we started the business. And uh, I was responsible for the product design. And I would go to conferences, uh, you know, engineering conferences, AA, A, 
ASME and IEEE conferences and uh, would talk to people about what we're doing and everybody would applaud. My other propeller heads would all applaud and say, oh, this is really great. You're really pushing the envelope. And the first time that we actually engaged with a customer was when we were at a trade show as an exhibitor exhibiting our product, i.e. it was too late. (laughs) The product was done. Uh, We got the product about 80% right, but that other 20% that we didn't get right uh, cost us the business. We went out of business. We we sold some product, but we didn't sell enough uh, to have a sustainable business. And so this notion of early customer engagement, uh, getting in front of potential customers early, I think is really, really important. You know, there's this great story about uh, Zappos. And uh, Nick, uh, I can't remember his last name, but the guy who started Zappos. So they sell, they sell shoes. So, you know, you would think that, okay, I'm, I have this idea for selling shoes online. What am I going to do? Well, I'm going to get a warehouse. I'm going to order a whole bunch of inventory. I'm going to do all this stuff, uh, make a big fancy website, uh, get a UPS account. And what he did was he said, hmm, I wonder if people would buy shoes online because that's the killer assumption. The assumption is people are willing to buy shoes online. Well, he didn't know. So what did he do? He went down to the local shoe store, took a bunch of pictures of shoes on the shelf and he put them up on his website and he wanted to see if people would buy them. And if somebody would buy the shoe, he'd go down to the shoe store, buy the shoe, put it in a box and ship it to the customer because he was trying to test the fundamental assumption he had in his business and to see if customers would actually buy shoes online. And he did that by doing it quickly and easy. And what's the fastest way I can test that assumption? So I think that's a really, really important thing is engaging with the customer as early as you can, figure out what your big assumption is in your business and test it really early and quick. Agreed. And there's a whole methodology that's evolved called Lean Startup. Eric Gries uh, in California. And um, it's a tool or a book or an approach that's based on fast testing. You Make sure that you understand your target customer segment and the value proposition of your product. Um, You don't worry about a big, thick, giant business plan. Um, You take the hypothesis about which customers are going to value your product uh, in what way. And then you go and do a quick and dirty prototype and you test it. You get in front of real customers and you see what they like and don't like about it. Um, You listen and learn and you get out of your office, your co-working space, your garage. You go to where your customers are. Uh, and you validate these hypotheses. You validate your ideas. Because remember, you are not your customer and your friends are not your customer, right? It's the, who's actually going to be buying the product. And that's who you need the information from. Once you get that information, you act quickly and you iterate again and you make another prototype based on the feedback that you get. And you do this until you get to a point where your customers are satisfied. They're willing to pay, again, that price, talking about pricing like we talked about in an earlier uh, mini podcast, um, you get customers willing to pay the price point that you need to make a profit. Um, be agile, iterate quickly, use the feedback to improve the product. Don't be afraid to pivot. I hate to use the buzzword pivot, but sometimes you're totally wrong. And you, but you, the information you get from the customer feedback means that maybe you use your product in a different way, or maybe you apply different technology. Don't be afraid to pivot, but don't be hard headed and say, oh, 
I'm just, the, my customer's not right. They're not, they don't understand my product. It's just a matter of um, getting the right customer in there, right? If you do that, you're doomed. Be nimble, be willing to experiment at high speed. What do you get by taking this approach? A, you lower your customer acquisition cost for early customers because you've already made contact with real customers. They already know about your product. You've already reached them. Second, you greatly reduce the chances of making big mistakes with your product like you did, Bela, and like I did in, in our first startups. A lot of the research has shown actually that you reduce the time to market in this case. So by, by iterating fast, um, you actually wind up saving time. It, intuitively, it seems like it might take longer to get to market, but actually some of the data that I've seen show a reduced time to market for many uh, entrepreneurs. The, the big thing is you accelerate the learning process and you become better at adapting to future change. This is a mindset as well as a set of skills. So that's my take, Bela. I think you're absolutely right. Test the market early, be willing to fail, listen to your customers, iterate and do it right during the with the process rather than waiting till the very end to see if you were right or wrong. Yeah, you know, Mike, I think the great thing here is that over the last 30, 40 years, the body of knowledge about entrepreneurship has grown as more and more academics have done research and studied it. And things that have come out of that are things such as the business model canvas and the lean startup or lean startup approach. And now these are great tools and processes that entrepreneurs can use because they're the derivatives of lots and lots of a lot knowledge and lots of observing of other companies who are successful and some who are not. And you take the learnings from that and, and people have put them into these processes and tools that you can use to avoid those potholes that when you're driving down the entrepreneurial and startup road, uh, you can steer around those potholes and so, so that you can get there quicker, you can get there successfully and uh, have much more fun while you're doing it. So I think they're really important and uh, there's some good tools that our listeners can use. Well said, Bela. Thanks. Well, that's a wrap. Listeners, what do you think? Ideas, thoughts? Who knows? Maybe we'll invite you to be a guest on the podcast, but let us know. Send us an email at bela.and.mike at gmail.com. And as always, hey, do us a solid. And if you like the podcast, hit that subscribe button in the favorite uh, in your favorite podcast app. We promise we won't uh, annoy you too often. And uh, hopefully you'll get a little something out of each one of our episodes. That's it for this week. Thanks. Join us again soon. Bela, thanks. Have a great week. Yep. Thanks, Mike. Enjoy your week as well. This podcast is produced for Mike and I by our friends at Busy Media of Schenectady, New York. They can be found at busymedia.co. 